There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following podcast contains adult themes, sexual content, and strong language. Basically, all the good stuff. Hello and welcome to My Dad Wrote a Porno. We're not quite back yet, but I have got James. Hi! And I have got Alice. Hello! And before we come back to open book three, we're going to relive some of the more challenging parts of book two. Some people call them the best bits. Yeah, but I think they're very much the worst bits. It's the dross, isn't it, that we have to remember (laughs) just so that we can get on with our lives and book three. Yeah, kind of contextualise where we are so that we're all ready for book three on the 29th of May. That's right. (gasps) The 29th of May, we will be opening Belinda Blink 3. I've completely forgotten what happened in book two. That's natural because, you know, when you go through traumatic things like childbirth, (laughs) the body tries to expunge those memories. (laughs) So what's happened is we've just entirely lobotomised that part of our brain. I remember something about a window... Um, something about a plane. There was something about floor plans to lots of buildings, <laughs> a see-through dress. Lots of doors, if I remember, yeah, and lots corridors. Of chairs and doors. Texans. Yeah. Oh, there was accents galore, lest we forget. You have got a lot to live up to in book three, Jamie, with your accents. Oh. You've set quite the precedent. I know. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Some of them were a success, I feel, you know, not to brag. Some of them absolutely tanked. So um. weird how we can't name the successes. <laughs> Rude. I don't know, I quite liked your Countess Zara. Oh, thanks very much. That was a good episode, wasn't it, with Countess Zara? She was a classic character, and you're right, he, he really did create a classic woman with the vocals. Fuck me, Grigor. <laughs> Belinda, come down on me and give me my feast. Oh! <laughs> She is filth. <laughs> She's insatiable. Her feast. Absolutely oh gross. It was a gross chapter. And there was that big twist where loads of people were watching in a window. I think that was the first time that we felt that Rocky had actually written something Worthwhile. resembling a story. Mm. He did a reveal, which yeah. we couldn't believe. So how did Zara fit into it all? She and Grigor were in cahoots. Okay, so <laughs> Belinda went to Amsterdam to meet Peter Rouse. Yes. And then that night, Rouse met Grigor. Sure, greasy-lipped Grigor. And then Grigor took Peter and Belinda to meet the Countess. No, because Peter decided to seduce Lara 
Grigor's assistant, which meant that Belinda was then free to go off gallivanting with Grigor, where he took her to that underground lair where his auntie was sick. Do you remember that? Why do I feel like I wasn't present for any of this? <laughs> and Chantelle was singing A Walk in the Black Forest. Oh, well, I couldn't forget that. And then Countess Zara kind of beckoned them to her quarters, stripped them naked, and had a threesome. Why any of this happened, I'm still not fully sure. Was a deal done out of it? Or? And whether we'll ever revisit any of these characters ever again. Well, Belinda was very excited about the prospect of securing business contacts in the continent of Russia. Oh, yes, of course. She was hoping for a collaboration between um, beluga caviar (laughs) and pots and pans. And the continent of Russia, as Rocky called it. (laughs) Of course. Which also, given recent events, business deals in Russia, she needs to be a little bit careful about who she's going to go into business with. Rocky, rocky territory in all the meanings (laughs) of the word. If she ever wants to run for Congress, she needs to watch it. I also forgot we got Herb Alpert in the charts. Yeah, yeah, that was a good moment. And we didn't know who he was. And it turns out he's this, like, massive multimillionaire. Yeah, that was a huge oversight by us because we kind of discovered immediately that Herb Alpert is actually one of the biggest people in the music industry. Just to roll off a few of his accomplishments, um, he's had five number one albums, he's won nine Grammy Awards, he's got 14 platinum albums, 15 gold albums, and he's sold 72 million records worldwide. So um, I was thinking that we were giving a little leg up to a new artist on the block, or maybe a forgotten artist that history had never been that kind to. Um, Really left us with pie on our face. I don't know, it's only nine Grammys, isn't it? I mean... We've all got nine Grammys. Yeah, and it was like years ago, wasn't it? Like we got him to what? Number 45 in the you know the Belgian chart. So come on. <laughs> I'm sure he's very grateful. <laughs> yeah, we're actually yet to receive a thank you card. Rude. Do you think he knows? Do you think he ever heard about us? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, because we actually thought he was going to get a little um, royalty check and be over the moon, didn't we? Yeah, suddenly. Oh, I think the same week we did that, he donated £10 million to charity. <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. It's been quite a musical series, actually. You two kind of started taking Rocky's work and putting it to, I wouldn't say a musical beat, but uh, some sort of interpretation. Yeah. We've definitely been inspired by a lot of his words. I mean, we generally provide the musical accompaniment, but he's very much the lyric. He's the Tim Rice to our Andrew Lloyd Webber. (laughs) We can't be the first people to have realised that. Steak, ass and tits. You can't beat it. (laughs) Are they all different cuts of meat? Steak, ass Ass and and tits. (laughs) Steak, 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 ass ass and tits. tits. (laughs) What are you singing? I literally don't know. Also, we can't sing a song every chapter. And yet we did. <laughs> Still don't quite know what the tune of that one was. Steak, ass, ass and tits. Steak, ass and tits. Oh, we got go. it, finally. And what about, he's got a monster prick. He's, he's got, got a monster dick. Where is that monster prick? Have you got a monster dick? That's too long. I do think that Lin-Manuel Miranda is shitting himself, guys. And not for good reason. I'm smelling a Tony. Yeah, we people will be surprised to hear, don't actually know that those songs are going to come out in the episode. So they're completely <laughs> off the top of our head. Yeah, and they're for free. I mean, people don't have to pay for those. Freestyling. It really is wonderful what you can come up with just on the spot. <laughs> I feel like we should sack this off and... Uh... Lay down some vocals in a professional studio. Totally. You read my mind. You really did. Guys, I'm not sure the world's ready for that quite yet. But obviously, Stay, Cast and Tits, the now legendary line, came in <laughs> Texas, which is where something quite... Shocking happened. We had our first clit hanger ever. It was pretty extraordinary. This has been probably one of the biggest talking points of book two. Yeah, I think so. And it was a turning point for Rocky, of course, because it was his first foray into (laughs) sci-fi. 
Jim's cock was rubbing her clit just right. No, it wasn't. Uh... And Belinda gave in to nature. Gave in? <laughs> Did she? Call of nature? <laughs> she was. <laughs> Not once, but twice. Oh, I see. Before the inevitable blue ejaculation cut across her dreams. I stand by that for God's sake. Absolutely batshit. Also, why is blue come inevitable? Why is it an inevitability that he's going to become blue? So this is when Jim got his cock transplant. Yeah, there was speculation about what could possibly have made Belinda cry. Turned out he'd had a massive cock transplant and now was coming blue. But it was botched, wasn't it? Because it kept flaking (laughs) off and bits kept dropping away. And she didn't know if it was going to come off inside her. Which is a scary kind of... (laughs) A scary mental image, but also, like, how... Like, what would be left? I mean, like, to know what he would be dealing with then is also concerning. Like a really good quality sausage roll from a pub. You know, really flaky pastry. the pastry just slips right off, leaving the filling behind. (laughs) But it's ruined things for people. Like, loads of people have sent us pictures of them using, like, blue hand soap. Not okay now. It's all they can think about. Well, it's interesting. You know where that inspiration came from? No. From Rocky. (laughs) My dad isn't a huge fan of brands, as we knew from Special J. Sure. Um, He doesn't want to give anyone a shout out that he's not getting paid for. Not even things that he uses in his own life. Sure. So he doesn't have any kind of branded shampoo or conditioner. So he uses Asda's own. Right. And the conditioner is a very pale blue colour. And apparently one day he was washing his hair, got inspired and then started to write that scene. So Jim's blue semen is inspired by Asda's own conditioner. They're going to be over the moon at that. <laughs> it's the product placement they've been waiting for. They can't believe their luck. So as it, he washed his hair, it trickled down his body oh, and he saw... Alice. What? I'm asking a question. Don't say body. <laughs> Sorry. Rocky doesn't have a body. He's just a floating head in a jar. He's just a brilliant brain. <laughs> He's like the brain in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's a brain in a belt. <laughs> that was also the chapter that we had probably the most disturbing metaphor we've ever had. He slowly entered Belinda's pussy. He felt like a man revisiting the house where he had grown up as a child. <laughs> Everything was the same, but different. <laughs> I can really empathise with that, though. Of course you can. What are you talking about? Everything's the same, but different. (laughs) You haven't been home since these books were written. I forgot about that one. Yeah. That's a zinger. (laughs) So what does that mean? So her... her Private pussy area. Thank you, private pussy area. Had the familiarity of a childhood home, but that somebody (laughs) else moved into and redecorated, essentially. I guess so, because he did have sex with her once before, so he's kind of familiar territory. He's been there before. But he's bigger now. He's a bigger boy. It's the same but different. It's repulsive. It's a repulsive (laughs) comparison. I think it's worth moving on from, to be honest. Do you think Belinda's vagina's haunted like an old house? I don't think it's abandoned long enough. (laughs) (laughs) It's got a new visitor every day. (laughs) No, exactly. It's never empty. It's a vole sanctuary. (laughs) God, she got around a bit, didn't she, in book two? Like, Texas wasn't the only place she went. She, of course, went to Amsterdam. Racking up the air miles, Belinda. Yes, a lot of time up in the air, particularly with Hazel. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she did. Her newfound bosom pal, the pilot. The (laughs) co-pilot. The co-pilot. I'm so sorry. With the aerofoil flaps, of course. Who does long haul and short haul flights. (laughs) She does both. And she knows her way around a Boeing 747. A small spiral staircase led up to a cramped area above the first-class passenger section. Their only identification was B1 
to B5. Does B3 mean bonking capacity for three people? Exactly, replied Hazel. Do you think us air crew are stupid? Yes. <laughs> Thick as shit. No one thinks it stands for bonking three. It doesn't, but the thing is, again... We they came exist. unstuck here because they do exist. Oh, yeah, we've had so many emails about this. Loads of people attaching pictures and diagrams of the quarters that are on long-haul flights. Th- yeah. There was an article. The amount of times we've been sent that freaking article. I've we read it cover it. to cover. We know. Sorry. And lots of people saying that is a spiral staircase. Oh, it's so annoying when he's right. And that's the thing. He's right quite a lot of the time. Like, we get, we don't give him enough credit. He He's researched these books. He's not, he's not just James, picking it up the top of his head. don't bandy around things like that. He hasn't researched <laughs> these books. Sorry, I've just remembered about Hazel's watch. What? <laughs> she had a massive fluorescent green watch. I think yeah. Oh, yeah, why? To check the time for the flight. She's of like, course. oh, God, I'm going to get back to the cockpit. We're landing in five. She was never in that cockpit. She was always either sat where everybody else was sat in normal chairs or up in the bees. I hope she comes back for book three. Hazel? Yeah. Well, if Belinda gets on a plane in book three, she'll probably be flying it because it seems like she's the only pilot in the aviation industry. (laughs) Co-pilot, please. Sorry, co-pilot. But you never know who's going to make a reappearance, so we don't have to say goodbye yet. She could very easily appear in book three. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. This is a paid advertisement from BetterHelp Online Therapy. Now, we don't always realise just how much our negative thoughts and experiences stick with us and weigh us down. You might find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings, that frustrating thing your mum does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get all of this off your chest. And I'm sorry about what I said last week, James. Um, Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. And that's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it. So your internal highlight wheel can focus on the good stuff. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mydad today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash my dad. And of course, no Belinda Blinkbook would be complete without her glee team, Giselle and Bella. Yeah. Giselle went through the mill, didn't she? Oh, did she not, James? I've always found it hard to tie down the Irish. They tend to squirm so much. Yeah. Just like a worm, replied Giselle. Yeah. And speaking of which, interrupted Belinda, how did you lose your hair? <laughs> Well, Belinda, I have to admit, I got fucked so hard. Her hair fell out. Some of my hair fell out. Oh my God. That's not a thing. 
funnily enough, no emails confirming <laughs> that situation. Uh, the genital disease. Congenital, I think, is what he meant. Congenital genital. Who knows? Same thing. Who, who knows? Cares? Who cares? <laughs> so this was the genital slash congenital disease that meant that if you get fucked and you really enjoy it, all your hair falls out. That was it, wasn't it? There was a stipulation. <laughs> there was a weird caveat. That was yeah. like, if you enjoy 98% of it, all of your hair will fall out. <laughs> but it came out in clumps as well, didn't it? So she just yeah. had like... Bits of hair left, like a Cynthia doll from the Rugrats. Yeah, that's exactly how I picture her. Also, another fantastic gear-changing conversation because none of the Belinda Blink characters know how to segue. So, like, speaking of the fact that you're entirely bald, how did that happen? Nobody was talking about that. Speaking about worms, I believe. Yeah, what she was squirming like about. a worm. Speaking of worms, another favourite clip from uh, book two was probably the pathetic worm that is Des Martin and his sad, lonely, oh. empty life. Alice, life shit, but we all move on. Do you know what I mean? Apart from Des. <laughs> Belinda put her blouse, high heels and jacket back on as Des went home to his empty life. Oh my God. <laughs> it's hard to get a boner when you're really, really sad for someone. I feel like there are very few pornos that have a scene that's really tragic in it. Yeah, but then saying that, that's dad kind of making character development isn't it but Des was in book one I feel like he was such a confident guy yes his sales performance wasn't great but like he seemed he's got a cock of the walk wasn't he and then it just really took a turn for the worse for him his wife left him and he crashed the car oh Oh, no he didn't crash the car she thought he'd crash the car no she did she's not again (laughs) you haven't written the bloody car off again have you Des Martin's a mess. Oh, I love Des with his little dribbling mouth. Oh, oh all, God, over the the, all over the tits. An awful lot of saliva coming out of a man. For a man that probably has sobbed quite a lot in the past few weeks, still a lot of juices <laughs> in other departments. He'll be dehydrated. Oh, he will. He'll be like a husk. <laughs> Seems like a lot of the men in the book are really sad. Struggling. Depressed. Yeah, going yeah. through bad times in their life. I feel like Des is having this moment with his marriage and probably the first time he's been single since his 20s or whatever. Mm. I feel like Jim Sterling, midlife crisis. I mean, screaming that. <laughs> it's just a cry for help. We'll see what a Harley Davidson in book three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the women, way of a time. Absolute best time of their lives. Bella, loving it with Belinda. You know, spending a thousand pounds that she doesn't have on riding you. <laughs> and my favourite, Peter Rouse's wife. Ah. I wonder what her name's going to be. I feel like it'll be Gert. Oh, something Dutch, you think? Yeah, something Dutch. I'm Christina, and here's my ass. (laughs) 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 Ta-da! I mean, the amount of times people introduce themselves that way now. And that was in an elevator, lest we forget. I love that she wasn't really going to be part of our lives. Like, there was talk of her and we just thought Mm. she was the other woman. But then, quite quickly, introduced to her, weren't we, at HQ. And if you're going to be remembered, I mean, that's a line to be remembered with. She reared up to her, didn't she? Like, sort of reversed into her. (laughs) Reversed into her. I'm Christina. But more importantly, here's my rear end. And also, even though we only saw her in that one moment, we did realise that she is Sir James Godwin's niece. This is the other thing. Everyone's getting quite connected. Yeah. And... Dad does know what he's doing in a way. Do you think he's got a mad kind of family tree situation on the wall? Is he is he tracking <laughs> who he's connected to who? Probably not. No. They're all connected in some way. <laughs> because the du- we met Clarence, who's the Duchess's husband. Indeed. He of Bella. And the seduction in the maze. Oh, yes, he had a real, real soft spot for her. Yeah. Oh, God, we're probably going to find out, like, Bella and Belinda are sisters at some point or something. Ew, no! Star Wars shit. They're soul sisters. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) They're shagging sisters. (laughs) They're glee sisters. Honey. Can we give a little shout-out to some of the uh, 
maybe smaller characters. The, oh, yeah, yeah, we should. Yeah, the peripheries. Yeah, who are you thinking? Adam. Oh, Adam. Adam from Forces of Nightbridge. All together. Adam. And he's hung like a red London bus. <laughs> oh, he really oh, is. Oh, is that him? And I also liked in Forsters, Little Cedric. Little Cedric. Cedric. Oh. He was about six years too old to still be working, but I loved him. <laughs> oh, my God, honestly, on a life support machine as he was walking around that <laughs> But he was doing his eight hours, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta pay the bills. Too true. <laughs> One of my favourites, mainly because I just love doing his voice, was Hank Skank. Oh, my God. Hank Skank. Hank Skank. So what was Hank's deal then? So he enjoyed spaghetti bolognese an awful lot. Oh, yes. But what was his job? He worked with Jim Sterling, did he not? Doing what? God knows. Meet I mean, and greets, that's all anyone seems to do if they're working with or near Jim Sterling. <laughs> We're just doing another meet and greet. We're flying off somewhere. We haven't booked it in. He was just enjoying the Lazy Pea Ranch with Sydney. All the perks. All the perks. How, if we're talking about bit players, how can we forget <gasps> Betty Wilkes and Vicky Wood? Oh, oh yes. yes. Goodness, the first lady exclaimed. So you're not on the official pre-conference Dutch fact-finding tour? <laughs> <laughs> Say that ten times fast. The official pre-conference, pre-conference Dutch, Dutch fact-finding tour. I mean, it rolls off the tongue. <laughs> You'd pay a lot, you would, for that printed on a T-shirt. But um, <laughs> it's a very exciting event in the Pots and Pans calendar, I imagine. Yeah, so these are the door-to-door saleswomen who were all gathering at the O2, I think. Yeah, and but this was the recce before the conference, right? Which you don't usually do. No. You usually just go to a conference. <laughs> yeah, you usually just Google about the venue, perhaps, find out how many seats it is. No, we're going to fly there and just make sure we've got our route down, fly home, and then the next week come back. I'm still not even sure what the fuck that was all about, because I feel like Betty Wilkes and Vicky Woods are English. So what were they doing in Holland? And why were they wearing crumpled clothes? So I really don't understand, but I also really don't care. <laughs> That's a fair point. Even for Rocky, that can't be the last we've heard of them. It it feels like a setup, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but he's disappointed us so many times before with his setup. I still have hope. (laughs) For some reason, somehow. Is there anything we're still waiting on? There's a lot of meetings she put in book one that she still hasn't done. Yeah, whatever happened to Alphonse Sturbacher? Sturbacher, yeah. Belgium. That'll be book three, surely. Do you reckon? I hope so. She could make a killing there if she just gets it harassing in order. If she stops fannying around with the caviar business, just focus on the people that need pots and pans, please. She'd be guzzling some more marinara, <laughs> wouldn't she? Oh, lovely. Speaking of food, it was a kind of a theme of Belinda Blink 2, wasn't it? We had the bolognese. We had Helga and her... Mayo. Mayo, mm-hmm. which actually was you, James Cooper, and not Rocky Flintstone. Thank you. Well done. Dr. Robbins was an odd character, but let's just let's skim over that. Over <laughs> Dr. Robbins! <laughs> Shout out for Robbins. <laughs> um, but I think the biggest thing that Belinda put in her mouth <gasps> was Peter Rouse. She took him completely into her mouth, tasting the flesh of mankind. <laughs> <laughs> We still feel so sick. The gospel according to Flintstone. It's so biblical. Isn't it? But that's the bit that Michael Sheen compared to Shakespeare. I mean, he was quite drunk by that point, I think. (laughs) It's true. So Peter Rouse's cock is like the benchmark of cocks. Do you think? What, you think it means it's the best? In all of mankind. So if a hotel was really great, you'd be like, it's the flesh of mankind of hotels. Yeah, but if they did like a crufts of cocks... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he'd win he'd be best in show 
Do you think that he is going to be her Mr. Darcy? Do you think they will get together eventually? What, Rouse? Yeah, because it feels like that's kind of the closest thing that we have to romance in the books. Well, they'll have to dump Christina, won't they, in a rouse? Not necessarily. Uh, what, they're getting a little three-way? Well, they could just have quite a contemporary setup, couldn't they? A little menage. Oh, maybe. Maybe there could be a kind of three-way marriage on the card. That's so progressive of Rocky. I don't know if Belinda's ever after marriage, though. Mm. She likes to flit about, doesn't she? She doesn't like to be tied down. She's always got an economy comfort class flight to get on. She <laughs> can't be, like, tied down to one family or one husband. Well, she's young. She's 29, you know. She's, uh, there's plenty of time before she has to get married. Also, she flies VIP. My bad. So there really have been some amazing moments in book two. It was a good book, right? Rocky pulls it out of the bag every time. Unless we forget, these books were written about two years ago now. Oh, yeah, that's true. They're, they're, but they're timeless. They seem so modern. <laughs> I'm just waiting for a really contemporary reference of 2014. <laughs> or like a mini-disc thing thrown in that's yeah, like, exactly. oh, I didn't update that. He'll be like, President Barack Obama. Is... <laughs> right, not anymore, Rocky. So we'll be back. We will on the 29th of May. Put it in your diaries. Porno Day is back. And we're going to do a listening party for the first episode because... We did one for the end of last series and it was amazing. People dressed up, people made spaghetti bolognese, they really got involved. (laughs) So I think for episode one, first day back, check Twitter and Instagram and stuff, but we're going to do a global listening party, everyone listening at the same time. It was so good. It It was was really fun. My mum and dad listened with me. Well, that's just weird. Well, I didn't invite them to. They just happened to be there at the time. I was like, I've got some work to do. And they were like, we'll help. I was like, oh, no. Your mum was querying hashtag, I remember. (laughs) She did learn Twitter as a result, which was great. (laughs) And we're going on tour. Australia. Down under, it's so appropriate. I just want a free holiday. We know. (laughs) James, it's not a holiday. It's a very, very important engagement. Has it sunk in for anyone yet that we're going to be playing the Sydney Opera House? For two nights. We're taking over for a weekend. I mean, we've all stood outside it. I never thought we'd all be in it reading smut. (laughs) Grade A pornography. Grade D pornography, to be fair. But yeah, I know. It's insane, isn't it? Well, it's winter there, isn't it? So it's down season. So they just needed something to fill a weekend, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. But it's not just Sydney. We're playing playing Melbourne. Bit of Brisbane. Adelaide, Pop over Perth, to Perth. Yeah. Um, and Auckland in New Zealand as well. Yeah, can't wait for that. So if you're in any of those areas in the vicinity, run a mile or come and see the show, of course. <laughs> and just before we start book three, what would really help us out is if you left us a little review on iTunes. Yeah, I would appreciate that. Some lovely reviews on there. Some yeah. of them are in character. So some of them are as if we're Steel's Pots and Pans and they've written like a review like, wonderful, non-stick, made a great omelette. I'm like, brilliant. Some of it is a one-star review pretending to be Jim Sterling. <laughs> no more of those, please, all right? Five star or not. And my dad does read every single review, not just in the UK. He changes his iTunes settings and <laughs> reads them from all over the world. Goes around the world. I know. But that does really help and it helps us to find new listeners and just spread Rocky Smut across the globe. Spread the good word, people. Have you been given book three yet, Jamie? I received the email <gasps> of book three last week. <gasps> oh my God. I'm honestly so excited. I haven't read it yet. I haven't, it's taking all of my willpower to not open it. Come on, what's the title? Can you give us a tease? The book is called, and you'll be surprised at this because I haven't actually told you guys yet. It's called Belinda Blinked. Three. Genius. Absolutely genius. Where does he get it from? Honestly. His brain is just so confusing, but just so incredible. He's a pioneer of literature. See what he's done there? He's taken the title from the other two books. He's put three on the end. He knows his brand. If it ain't broke, put three on it. (laughs) (laughs) Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.